You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. And welcome back to the Elevator's Cut. I'm Roger Gaddis. And I'm Jason Wheeler. And we are going to pick up with part two of 28 Ways to Know You're Married to a Grain Merchandiser, which has a glorious history as a blog post for our company. And is just a lot of things that people say that's kind of funny about being married to grain merchandisers. And, and uh, if you've listened to part one already... And you you downloaded this episode too. I mean, bless your heart. We're, Bear it out. Just we're so glad. Stick with us. We'll try to do better this time. And uh, but anyways, we the truth is we we all we have is the material to work with, and we have to work off of that, right, Roger? Right. It's it's literally words on a page. <laughs> but it's a good list we put together, and some people had some fun doing it. And those people were grain merchandisers, and this is what this podcast is for: is grain merchandisers. So we thought, hey, let's throw it out there. And uh, maybe people will get some enjoyment out of it. And, hey, maybe you will. And maybe you have some of your own you'd like to send us. We'd, we'd love to hear it. Maybe we'll do a part three in, in three years. Um, probably not. Probably not. But anyways, we, we still would like to hear. Yeah. And keep in mind, if you don't find them funny, maybe you're not a really good green merchandiser. Keep that in the back of your mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> At a, hmm. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and read the first one for... <laughs> Part dos equis here, and we um, we got number 15 is what we're on. We're, uh, yes. We cut it off right in the middle. Uh, so, number 15 here. Ways to know you're married to a grain merchandiser is you find soybeans in your washing machine and clothes dryer. This ever happened to you, Rogie? Truth. And, and they're, they're spread out over all of them. They're going to be in the dryer. They're going to be in a lint trap. Um, the washing machine... Beans are going to swell up. They're going to be all over the place. Just deal with it. That's good. I mean, there could be worse things to have in your pocket when you come home as a spouse, right? I mean, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) As long as you get them before they start smelling bad. Yeah, that's that's the key. Number 16, you RSVP with the caveat, yes, if it rains. Ah, there's the old specter of Mother Nature again. Yeah, this you know being in the business, Roger and I are, and we put on meetings for uh, for grain merchandisers and folks that run elevators. And I know there is, you know, sometimes you just have to you put the date out there and you just hope things uh, things cooperate to get people there. Because yeah, I mean that's the nature of the business. I guess there's there's busy times and you don't always know when those are going to be precisely. Tough to fill up a, a room sometimes. Sometimes you hit it just right and everybody can come and it's it's fantastic. So that's uh And sometimes you have one person show up and it's a intimate setting, if you will. And yeah. As and it becomes a Roger special, what I call it, which is a drinking lunch. <laughs> drinking lunch. You know, it's customer service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. Um all right, number seventeen. As a passenger in his pickup truck. You spend most of your time either on the wrong side of the road or half in the ditch because he's 
quote, perfectly capable of driving while checking crop conditions. Ah, yes, the old 55-mile-an-hour crop tour. Yeah, oh, those are the best. Because we, we all know we can tell the how a crop's doing best that way. Well, if you're good, of course you can. All I can say is that thank goodness for rumble strips for this right here. This is Absolutely. huge. They've kept... They've kept me alive many a times, yeah, and not, not not just from looking at crop conditions, just in general, um, you know, driving late at night. But anyways, the um, the uh, my favorite the are the pictures and the videos you see on social media, people trying to capture what they're seeing with their eyes through their cell phone camera, <laughs> and say, "Look at how great this crop looks out here," <laughs> or "Look at how bad this crop looks out here." I'm like. That's like some green and yellow and some it's sky. Phenomenal. No, it takes a trained eye to make sense of a green blur. Well, I tell you that that shutter speed hadn't quite caught up yet. <laughs> I mean, even the video, it's uh, it's like you know, like I'm sure this looks like something to your to your eyeballs. But it's it a power not. move. It's kind of like using technical jargon in front of people. It's just wanted you guys to know I'm out on the road. Not like you losers in an office on your Twitter box, I guess. Anyways. Uh, number 18. Your family can't leave to go anywhere until 2.15 Eastern time and has to be home again by 8 o'clock. The allusion here is to the market hours. The old market hours. And uh, if you're laboring under this or your spouse is laboring under this uh, slavery to the market hours, you need to give us a call because that's craziness. Don't do that. Don't do it. Target orders. <laughs> That's right. I mean, um, anyways, no, I, I always like going into places and they say, you know, such and such. Man, he really knows those markets. He knows them. Really? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you should go in his office. He's got like all these screens and stuff. <laughs> like markets going. <laughs> okay. Got to have all them screens. There's Good so luck. many flashy numbers. How else you gonna- You know, most of the hours it trades is when you or asleep anyways we i don't get it but anyways uh, i'm a, roger and i we are literally futures brokers literally that's what we do <laughs> and i couldn't tell you what the prices are right now can i no, can i Sarah, share a secret i have delayed quotes <laughs> and i'm not ashamed that's right 10 minutes man a lot happens in 10 minutes good thing it doesn't what? bother Hey, a report me. a report came out earlier today. I love not knowing reports happen. <laughs> and and yeah. uh we read it and we said, hmm, I wonder what the markets are doing, but we had ten minute delays, so don't know. But we went to Twitter and we found somebody had go. just said, Hey, markets didn't do anything today. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Back to your work <laughs> of taking pictures of blurry things <laughs> out the window <laughs> while trying to drive. It's what August. A, this corn crop dead or what? <laughs> what a joke. I can't believe this business sometimes, but hey, there we go. All right, Randy's giving me the signal to move on, uh, so I will. Number 19, your shopping list includes numbers for filters, belts, and cartridges. Yes. This, of course, is alluding to all of the things that break down at the elevator that you're consistently having to buy. Honey, we please pick up some milk, eggs, and some really cheap dust masks so I can just squeak by my OSHA regulations. There you go. And, uh, yeah, and, and of course, eventually you get it so many times, you say, you know, let's just 
let's just put these in the office and we'll sell them to people too. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of truth in that. I was already going to buy 1,800 gallons of motor oil. I might as well sell some out here. Also, I have honey buns for 75 cents. It's an extra quarter if you use a microwave. You know, we attempted to sell hot dogs one year at the elevator in our so we going to make a kill. Louisiana does not surprise me. We, no, this was no. in Kansas. Oh. We ate them all. We, we credited ourselves and then ate them. Hey, well, that's all that cost then. That's <laughs> That was pretty uh, it was, thrifty. It was hot dog shrinkage, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the bad crop that year. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> a little hot dog water for <laughs> just smell up the, the beans a little bit. Dude, hot dog water beats foul beans any day. <laughs> That's right. Or in most truck drivers. Um, okay, number 20. You have White Commercial's phone number memorized. Yay, marketing. <laughs> Bless your heart. I I can hear the uh, the cash register chinging while while you read that. Mm. We we'll have we'll have Randy put that in uh, in the post. Yeah. So so in the post when Randy's putting that in, we need to uh, put the ching and the eight after he said eight hundred three two seven seven thousand. There you go. Call us up. Give us your futures orders. It's great. Sign up with us if you're not already. We're a great crew. Of, of funny fellas and uh, smart folks. Join today. You'll get a free subscription to this podcast. <laughs> uh, can't be free. Nope. No better price. That's right. So um, anyways, yeah, uh, th- this is, uh, of course, no one memorizes phone numbers anymore. But some people do have that one memorized because it's so easy. 800-327-7000. Easy peasy. Ask for Dan. <laughs> Dan the man. All right, moving on. All right, number 21. You find yourself spewing out marketing information you didn't even know you knew, which could only come from years of hearing their commentary. Beautiful. This is, uh, it's, it's because there, there are people who have to write these marketing things every day, multiple times a day. Like, hey, Mark was up two cents. What are we going to say about it? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's amazing they, for not knowing they can make the longest. So they say some letters. of this. Yeah, the same things. And so, you know, you, you be, once you're around enough of that and somebody comes in, it's like, hey, market's up three. If you're just sick of saying, I don't know, I don't care. Um, or if I knew I'd be on a beach or whatever condescending thing you want to say to your customers, instead of saying that, you could just uh, make up something like these marketing guys do. Eventually, you get you reach that point where you realize, hey, these guys are just making up crap. I can make up crap, you know? And just if that's what people really want to hear, you reach that that level. And then your spouse starts saying it. So. <laughs> that's right. My spouse used to talk, you know, they you try to explain, she would try to explain to you know, people that come in their office, like, you know, what is, she's, what is your husband doing? She's just like, oh, God, this again. He's a grain merchandiser. And they're like, mm, farms? Why not? <laughs> Sometimes it's just easier to, to let things lie. <laughs> hey, honey, they're having a sale. It's 70% off. How do you think they're doing that? I, there's probably some profit taking, I don't know, happening. <laughs> Dead cats are bouncing. I don't know what's happening, but head and shoulders. I thought that was a shampoo. <laughs> or a song. Uh, uh, number twenty-two. Your spouse is the only person in the history of the church softball league called out after hitting a ball over the fence for a home run. Why? 
They were called out for, quote, shorting the bases. You can't see me right now, but my face is in my palm. <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> oh, just the dad jokes are, are awesome. It's very, if you very don't punny. understand shorting the bases, literally the words that we just said, <laughs> keep listening. We'll cover that on another podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, and, you know, just uh, for clarity's sake, in, in this instance, it's spelled with an E instead of an I, <laughs> shorting the basis. Maybe this is, this is lost in, uh, in, in the audio. Uh, it says something better, better on the page. This brings up a good question about what exactly is the plural of basis? Base I? Bases? Randy's nodding at bases. Yeah, he's. It sounds, he's, it sounds like a parasite or disease. He's fast on that. He's. he's got and you're a, looking a little thin in the skin, Jason. What do you got? Got a case of the bases. <laughs> uh, yeah, Randy's fast over there on the. He's got an Encyclopedia Britannica or some collection over there. He's looking that up for us. That's where you'd find that, right? Those, talking about those books that hold shelves down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Number twenty-three. They return home early from a July golf outing, elated. You ask them why they're so happy, and they say, it rained, with a bunch of exclamation marks. Sorry, it didn't come. The excitement didn't come through in my voice, Randy, but um, that's okay. Rain makes grain. Possibly the worst cliche in the business. <laughs> <laughs> but those July rains are good. Uh, generally speaking. Generally speaking. Uh, unless you're still trying to harvest your wheat, then <laughs> not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I always think that's that's funny. Uh, the the local weather man. We you know, we live in Kansas City, and you know the big city guys, the meteorologists. They think you know, hey, we got Kansas is they grow wheat there, and uh, so anytime it rains is good for the wheat, right? <sighs> yes, yes, they're. In uh, September, that's great for the wheat crop. <laughs> that, that wheat crop should be coming on real nice. Real nice, Clark. <laughs> nice and green. It's <laughs> uh, fun. Uh, number 25 is yours. No, well, after I, after you do 24, I'll, I'll knock that one out for sure. Oh, there it is, number 24. <laughs> Can't read Randy's chicken scratch handwriting on here. Number 24, you have gotten a note from your spouse letting you know that the wedding is in K. That's beautiful. And if you're in Kansas City, we're not talking about the K. We're not, not out the the Kansas City Royal Stadium. We're talking, talking about, about the month. May. The month of May, spelled with a K in the grains business. Someone should make a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, that, that we always talk about the company calendar, which is... I actually going out right now, I think, and it takes a couple months for people to to get the. It comes in a rolled up tube, and it takes a while for it to get flat. So people put bricks on it and nail it down and everything. But we've talked for years about trying to convince them that we need to put the months as the future symbols. I mean, that would set it apart, right, and confuse everyone, which would be great. Absolutely, you know that's it is a that is a a quirk of our business for sure. The, uh, the one letter abbreviations that I guess, I, I guess the board of trade did that. I don't know who well, I think, started. I think the callback here is the drinking lunch thing. 
because <laughs> K and May, I mean, they rhyme at least, but the other parts. Yeah. I, um, Z is December, which is the last month of the year and also the last uh, letter in the alphabet. So that one makes sense. You got Z and you got F for January because January is the first month for so F. By that logic, D should be L. <laughs> Next, <laughs> everyone has their own. You know, August is Q because why not? I don't know. Uh, anyways, yeah, there's. Uh, Sometimes you just don't need to try to explain things. You just gotta memorize it and move just on. Go with it. Okay, number twenty-five. Uh, Sometimes you feel like your worth as a spouse is at least partially derived from your skill as a tender truck driver. Yes. Roger agrees. Your yeah. your wife ever drive the tender truck for you? Absolutely not. <laughs> Didn't think so. But uh anyways. Some do, and it's Some great. Do. Big help. It's a it's the great merchandise or the elevator operator's equivalent of, you know, helping out unload dishwasher at home. Maybe. I don't there you know. go. There you go. Maybe equivalent's a strong word there, but some corollary. Number twenty six. Your spouse asks you what the basis was on that new dress or set of golf clubs that you bought. Excellent. Well, because merchandisers don't think in price. They don't. You, you can try to get them to. They don't. They don't think about things in terms of price. It's all about basis. Merchandisers are price neutral. That's the point here. Roger, am I right? Concur. <laughs> No, yeah. Good merchandiser is never thinking price. Always basis. Beautiful. Um, all right. Numero 27 mm, Indeed. Okay. Again, we're, we're, we're drawing nigh to the end of the 28 ways to know you're married to a grain merchandiser. So 27 is delivering some number two. Takes on a whole new meaning in your house. <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. Cannot escape this ordeal without some sophomoric humor. That's Hats right. off to you, submitter of the number two joke. Hey, I got a 10-year-old boy at home, man. Let me tell you, this this one goes over well. Well, let's not ponder on number two too long. Last but not least, number 28. Here we are, the big finale. While driving down the road with the family, you comment, isn't that a pretty field of corn? Without saying in so many words, you are confirming that there looks to be a good harvest in the near future. Some farmer has done a good job tending the land. And by the grace of God has had good weather to top it all off. We end on a high note. Wow. We have come out of the cellar. Straight from ended. number two joke into that. That's beautiful. It's the transition of all transitions. I'm telling you. No, that that was uh that's very well done. I mean it takes it takes our lighthearted hearted humor and and uh kind of puts a puts a nice touch on it on the end there. It's beautiful. A little panache, if you will. It's it's hard for I mean we we've liked to as we've read all these, we've liked to throw in our our humor or inappropriate, whatever we like to say, uh, which we enjoy, but, but you don't want to mess that one up. That was, that's good. So 28 ways 
to know you're married to a green merchandiser by no means an exhaustive list although for our purposes of the blog it was an exhaustive list we're exhausted at least <laughs> that's for sure to a two podcasts on this man is a, a long haul yes, sir if you got any others please let us know we would like to hear them we probably won't tell anyone them <laughs> sorry mark it's all slipped there but but we'd like to hear them it's always fun to just kind of have this uh insider type of humor thing as poor as it is going on well that'll do it for this episode of the elevators cut uh, this has been part two of two in our in our series of 28 ways to know you're married to a grain merchandiser so for roger i'm jason For Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Out. Out.